Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 2nd. 2021. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. Good night, Gordo. Yeah, I should be in bed long ago. Long ago. <laughs> it seems strange saying that as a greeting, because it's always a farewell, isn't it? Yeah, but, um, that's it. Good evening. <laughs> yeah, good evening. It's not evening, though. It's very yeah, much it's, night. It's Are you having a good night? No. It's the, it's the <laughs> middle of the night. Um, and here we are recording the podcast. And with us once again, Mr. Chris Kelly. How are you doing, Chris? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. You all good? Having a good evening? Uh, yeah, I'm also eyeing up my bed, so I'm glad I'm only on for the start of this one. <laughs> I am leaving as soon as we finish recording to go and see the new James Bond film at a midnight uh, midnight showing on opening night. So uh, I'll be one of the first people in the country to see it hmm. on general re- general yeah. release. This kind of I was going to say this kind of feels like the, uh, the I'm pretty sure there's an only excuse sketch where they moved sports scene to almost like half past midnight. I think there was some a couple of weeks where it started like that, and they're all wearing like those nightcaps. <laughs> 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 Hello and welcome, and Charlie Nichols is just sleep on the couch. Fantastic. That's that, that's what this is. This is this is prime time. This is the, this is the time of day I love to be awake oh, and doing on. things, and it's definitely when I work best. I'll, you know what? People listening to the podcast now, whatever time they listen to uh, ahead of the weekend, they'll be like, Andy sounds chipperer than usual. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's half past ten at night. He's just woke up. Yeah, exactly. Up. I, I'm, I'm just ready to get going. So, to be honest, I would that, agree with you, but this is like the one day of the week I actually need to get to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Early, early start in the morning? Yeah, that's it. Cool, cool. Well, we'll crack on then and... First up, as always, is reviewing last week's picks and how we got on. We don't hide from anything on the Trample Bet podcast. Um, and I will start us off with my banker last week, which was a solid win. And Nagoya at home to Oita in the Japanese J-League. Odds of 3-5, to five, so a decent return for a banker. And they won 1-0 as the result of a seventh-minute goal. And they just quite comfortably saw the game out from there. Oita are bad, second yeah. bottom of the league they're going to struggle against anyone. They don't create many, many opportunities. So a team like Nagoya that are incredibly good at keeping clean sheets and incredibly good at keeping their opposition limited to few chances, once they went a goal up inside the first 10 minutes, it was pretty much as good as done. That's pretty decent. Uh, mine wasn't like that, but was a winner. Uh, this was Rosenberg versus Mjöndalen. Um Rosenberg won this game 3-1, but I did get one of my least favourite things, which is a 90th minute notification at 2-1. It's like, oh, <laughs> and it's not a full time. You it's know not it's, not full, full it's, time. Not, it's not a full time. It's not a full time. And it was, it was 3-1 Rosenberg. So Rosenberg uh, won that game. They went off at 1-2. So good price there. Ideal. Nice. Uh, well, unfortunately, I let the side down last week with my banker, uh, Claude Bruges, to beat OH Leaven. Um, Leaven had one shot on target, and it was their goal in the first half. The game ended one each. Bruges managed to get one goal back, but didn't manage to get the win. If you look at the stats, it's ludicrous, this game. Uh, Bruges had six times as many shots, nine times as many shots on target, 70% possession, more than double the amount of passes, 14 corners to one corner for Leuven, but they just happened to take the one opportunity. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a hard one, Chris, and it's just you get them sometimes. Yeah, um, and and it's your it's your first banker loss on the on the show, and it's unfair, isn't it? Like <laughs> the way that I, the way that you can because you can't call a game any better than that. But the nature no, no, of unfortunately, unfortunately games aren't won in paper. But that's uh, you know you you look at those stats and you say that's Bruges all day. As it's, a wee side note, uh, Bruges then went on to beat your uh, Red Bull Leipzig in the Champions <laughs> League. Uh, so, 
that was the, that's what I was going to say. I was like, they, they, they faced up against like 11 punters that like definitely are not of the quality of uh, Red Bull Leipzig, you know, had a shanner of a game and then go to like, right, okay, these guys are right good footballers. Let's beat them 2-1 yeah, away. Let's just, let's just beat them, yeah. yeah. Interesting little side story with Leipzig there this year, I think. <laughs> frustrating, frustrating. But on to the value picks. I was once again in Japan for... Zaretsu Ozaka versus the Kashima Antlers. And you'll see I'm in the J-League again for this week's picks in the second half of the show. So a lot of these teams will pop back up. I took an away win for the Antlers at odds of 5-4. to four. I thought all the value was was loaded in there. And they, they won 2-1 uh, away from home. It was a come-from-behind win where all the goals were in the second half. Um, but another value pick in for myself and very good odds of 5-4. to four. My value pick wasn't quite as good. Uh, this was Wolfsburg away at Hoffenheim. Started very positively. Uh, although I was discussing this with Chris, I don't know if I want teams to go up 1-0 anymore. It doesn't really it doesn't do anything for me. It's just... Um, Welcome to at, my world. They went off at 7-4, so the price drifted out massively, <laughs> massively for them. They went up 1-0 and then lost 3-1. It was rather frustrating because they were almost in at half-time up 1-0 and conceded a goal 45 plus 3, which totally changes the game. Like, See if that goal even comes at right at the start of the second half. It's a different outlook as opposed to going in completely deflated at halftime. Um, yeah, they lost that 3-1 to Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim are not good. Wolfsburg then tonight went on to draw one each with Sevilla. So uh, they made an eye on Europe midweek, but uh, disappointing, disappointing. They've, there. Got a bit, they've got a very busy schedule. Yeah. And I don't know but, if they... Do you think they have the, the squad depth to cope with that busy schedule? Or, yeah, because they're not making all the they're not making lots of subs or anything. Like it wasn't as if they were doing like Sevilla, good team, but they're not the they're not the force they were when they just strolled into the Europa League final every year. <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're they're not that. But yeah, so value not in for me. And uh, same for me. I had Borussia Dortmund against Borussia Mönchengladbach, and ended. For one nil for Monge Gladback and I picked Borussia Dortmund. Um, not making any excuses. I did say that Haaland would be the player that would make or break it. So hopefully, uh, people took my advice if they're backing it as a single and waited for the team sheet because he picked up a very late injury the night before in training uh, and didn't appear in the game. Um, the one goal of the game was also a bit fluky. Uh, it was more of a result of Borussia Dortmund having too many defenders back. The ball kind of ping-ponged off a defender and landed right at the striker's feet. So, um, yeah, lucky goal, missing Haaland, and they lost 1-0. And not them bitter about it, but Dortmund then also went on to win in their Champions League game. <laughs> so I think uh, when I return to the show, I'll just be avoiding all Champions League teams going forward. You, you should play, You should get, look at some more specs in Scotland. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> that's all going there. Japan. And see, that's, that's where you want to be, guys. That's where you want to be. And that's where I was for my outsider again, Sapporo versus Hiroshima. Um, I liked Hiroshima in this spot at odds of 2-1. to one, And they won 2-0. Um, they, they bookended the game, a goal in the third minute and a goal in the 85th minute um, for an outsider win for me. So that was three out of three for me on the regular banker value outsider pick and a very good week I outsider did not come in uh, I tried to game my own system which was to back against teams that I thought would probably win uh, I didn't go far enough Ajaccio uh, <laughs> versus well, Bastia versus Ajaccio I'd take this game as a draw and thought hmm Ajaccio will probably win this, but it'll probably end up as a draw because Bastia have been really shit. The great one. Bastia won the game 2 0. Congratulations, Bastia. You have ruined me once again. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it was a bit of a bizarre game uh, in that what I wanted to happen definitely happened first, which was Bastia to take the lead because I thought Ajaccio would come back and, and then get a goal. And then it would be one of those played out draws where it was like possession stats were around the Leuven Bruges numbers. <laughs> um, but yeah, not to be. Uh, Bastia went on a 1 2 0, so didn't, didn't get the outsider in there. Those bastards. Um, I can't believe Gordon's never said that. Usually he's the one with the puns. Uh, not swearing related. Sorry, I'm PG. Fuck Keep off. Keep <laughs> well, I finally managed to get an outsider. I picked St. Mirren to beat Aberdeen at odds of 2 1. Uh, the game looked a bit scrappy in paper. St Mirren ended up going down 2-1 in 
and uh, staking the comeback after Aberdeen lost the player. But if you actually watched the game, it wasn't a big comeback story. St Mirren looked pretty comfortable and Aberdeen looked pretty garbage, to be honest. Uh, Joe Lewis literally threw the ball away for St Mirren's first goal. Scott Brown being credited for Aberdeen's first goal was a bit generous. Uh, did you see the goal at all? No, no I've, I've no. not seen it. <laughs> Basically, it, it was um, a cross. He jumped up for the header, was facing away from the goal, and somebody headed the ball off the back of his heel. He had no clue. He wasn't facing the goal. He was not involved at all. So the fact he got credited for goals is pretty funny. Um, shout out to Ronan from St Mirren, who has scored three goals and he's a 124-game career so far and scored two goals in the game. Wow. Say, with those stats, I immediately backed him to get a hat-trick. <laughs> he did not get a hat-trick. <laughs> he did not get a hat-trick. That's yeah, a great yeah. pick, though, Chris. That was a brilliant pick. Um, it, it, it looked like a really exciting game as well. There was, there was plenty of stuff happening in it. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. And as much as I'm giving uh, Scott Brown stick, uh, Ramirez's goal for Aberdeen is one of the best headers you'll see this season. If you've not seen the highlights, I'll check out for that one. Good for the podcast. That was two out of three outsiders in, um, it, it, both at two to one. So uh, excellent, excellent returns in the outsider section of the show. Took us on to the charity bet, which is a treble that we put on, tenor of our own money on a treble with one selection from each. My game started this at Saturday at 10 a.m. and it very much followed. It was my first pick of the week um, in terms of the four that I had. Um, and it very much followed on from last week. My team was 2-1 up, and then there was a 90th minute equaliser and the game finished two each. And I thought, I can't take another, I can't take another week of this. But then it, it turned around and the other three went okay, but the, the charity bet was dead from the get-go. Um yeah. and, and and I was I was party to letting it down. But I wasn't alone, was I? No, uh you're actually slightly mistaken. I'd let the charity down already bet already. It's already on, dead on the Friday night. So don't feel don't feel bad about that. But I should feel bad about my pick because I was absolutely mugged off by this game. Uh, this was Powell versus Dunkirk. Dunkirk have been awful. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Dunkirk went up 1-0. They then received a booking for the player A Ba in the 29th minute. In the 31st minute, he got sent off. Great, right? So you think, great, how are we gonna come back into this? 10 men. In the 40th minute, Dunkirk managed to get a second goal. I was texting you and Chris being like, I'm on the reback, I'm on the reback of this, great. So Pal got a goal back, fantastic. Then they did what you do not do when you are 2-1 down to a team who are shit and get another man sent off for your own team. Uh, so Pal went down to 10 men and then the game just petered out. Um, what was even more frustrating about it was the guy who got the, the yellow card in the first half. So the guy who got sent off for Pal, he got a yellow card for Petrons in the first half for kicking the ball away at the end of the half, like 45 plus three, like booting the ball into the stands. And then that that did the whole game. So if you're out there, A. Batiste, you are no longer on my Christmas card list. Um, but yeah, so it was let down on Friday night, but rather spurious circumstances in the French second division. I was trying to help you out there after I'd had a good week, Gordon, and just emphasise, you know, I would have taken the hit for the charity this week, but... No, I, the, no. The, char- the charity died. It wasn't even, it wasn't a bad pick. They just were idiots. Yeah. Well, um, I got my charity pick correct, and I kind of wish I'd swapped it for the banker position, uh, but I was a lot more nervous about this game than Bruges game, but at the end of the day, I didn't need to be. It was Inverness Cali Fissel to beat Queen of the South, and they managed it with a 2-1 victory. Um, Cali were dominating the game, dominating possession, dominating the shots. Uh, although Queen of the South equalised rather late on, I, I felt pretty calm about it. And sure enough, uh, Gardine for Cali Fissel scored the winner in the 81st minute. And to be honest, they could have scored the third goal. The last 10 minutes, Cali were just in and around the Queen of the South penalty box, passing the ball about, controlling the game. It was a nice, easy one. Is that, nice one, uh, is that Yeah, great. Great to it. After the start, usually the banker and the value are the two that you, you think you might get yeah. in, but you went two out of four, got the hard got the hard one, the outsider, and then followed up with a charity. Well, although, my, I went, that... although I went two for four, I was uh, more confident about the banker and actually the value pick. So they ended up in most of my acres. So it didn't go so well from that point of view, but you know. Was that was that Mark Michael Gardine? Um, uh, yes, you're talking about. Yeah, he told me to fuck off once. Uh, okay, I think it was Dundee I like United. Even more. <laughs> Dundee United against Hearts. He, he got subbed on 
um, in the uh, for for oh, who was it for Mark Miller, I think. The first thing he did was run into the penalty box, have a shot at an open goal from about mm, fourteen yards, and put it over the stand. Not even the goal, over the stand, and we were just we were just playing so badly. The, the whole stadium was just deathly silent, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Get him off and get Mark Miller back on." He just turned <laughs> around, located me in the stand. And he just said, "Fuck you!" <laughs> well, when it all comes Which, around. That's it. He's remembered that in his spurred body victory and Saturday. <laughs> Which is, I think, is totally fine. Like, if I'm allowed to shout at a player, he's perfectly allowed to shout back at me. But oh, I think so. <laughs> you know, plus it's a good story. Um, so the charity bet unfortunately didn't come in, but overall a, de- a decent week with a good spattering of uh, of picks coming in and a couple of well-priced outsiders as well. Chris, this is the, the last show you're doing with us for the time being. Yeah, taking a break. Um, take, taking a break, but you will be back. So thanks very much for your efforts so far. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. It's been really good fun. Um, and those of you that are members of the Trampled Bet Club on Patreon might possibly see Chris a little sooner than those that only listen to the show on the Sports Social Network uh, because we will have a baseball playoff um, episode for our, for our Patreons. We'll get you back on for that. So thanks again, Chris. Thanks very much. No worries. <laughs> and we'll see you gone. soon. And we'll see you soon, we- Chris. We'll be back after this short break with the picks for the weekend ahead. And so on to this week's picks. But before we delve into that, I'd like to welcome to the show our guest for this week, Mr. Joey Slenzak. Joey, how are you? Good. Hey, hi guys. How's it going? Great. Very, very well indeed. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, our Patreons and our active members of our Facebook groups will have seen your name and no doubt recognize it. From You've been a very active contributor with very good picks in the past. Um, so hopefully getting you on the show uh, to help spread the word, spread those picks out and, out and about. But for those that perhaps don't know you, maybe give us a couple of lines of introduction. Yeah, I, I definitely have my moments. I wouldn't say I'm any kind of guru or anything, but uh, but no, I'm uh, I live in Michigan. I'm in the United States. I'm not sure how many uh, U.S. listeners or viewers we actually have on Patreon, um, but I'm over in Michigan um, on the west side of the state in Grand Rapids. I'm a greenskeeper over at uh, Cascade Hills Country Club. So I've been doing that for seven years now. Um, I grew up playing soccer, so it was kind of a natural transition. Um, I was never really good enough to go anywhere with soccer. They actually stuck me in net for the first 10 years of my life. Um, So being that I'm five foot five, it makes it a little little interesting. (laughs) Um, But no, I I love the sport. Um, Love watching it. I love uh, going to the games when I can. I've got my... uh, DCFC hat and jersey on um every now and then when I'm on the east side of the state um I like to go to uh go to the local games decent man I know that I like it I like that two-thirds of this uh, podcast this week are goalkeepers uh because Andy is also uh, and also a goalkeeper uh which is concerning I didn't think there was more than like I don't know. Does I, anyone, you're right. You're right about that. When you were like, they stuck you in nets. That's we. But people get put in nets. No one no, voluntarily you goes. You choose. You choose to go in nets because it's the most important position. It's like being a catcher at baseball. You, you see the whole yeah. game. No one else sees the whole game. The ball's never behind you. Well, exactly. Thanks for the intro, Joey. Um, that's brilliant stuff. Obviously, golf fan as well. I take it rather than yep. are you one of these one of these guys that doesn't uh, mix his trades with his pleasure? Oh well, so that's how it started for me. Uh, it's kind of how I got into it. I started getting into golf about high school uh, senior year, and then I was like, oh, well, might as well work at the course and get free golf. Um, Brilliant. And I kind of fell in love with it that way. And as I've kind of moved up, I've uh, taken on a little more responsibility and don't necessarily get to play quite as much as I would like, but anytime I'm out there, I'm always trying to have as much fun as I possibly can. Well, congratulations on a, a fantastic win for the United States of America team against Europe in yeah. the, the Ryder Cup yeah. last weekend. Uh, it was a was, tremendous, was tremendous watch. Yeah, that was that was a great tournament. 
It was pretty pretty good. We were we were remarking on my favourite part of it was when uh, Bryson DeChambeau uh, got booed by the crowd for putting his driver away and he picked out his three wood and he's like, I'm still going for the green. Don't give me shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his 400 and whatever it was, yard 11. drive to, to, to then have 70 yards in a par five was incredible. Yeah. It's not really fair. No. It's not. He's, he's playing a different course. Let's put it yeah. that way. He's played, a, he's played a different course to everyone else. But anyway, enough of the golf. Great to have you on the show, Joey. And you will join us now in our picks for the weekend ahead. Uh, normal setup, guys. Banker value, outsider picks. And then one pick from each of us to go on a charity treble. And I shall lead us off with the banker picks for this weekend in Japan, in the Japanese J1 League on Sunday at 5.30 in the morning UK time. I'll stress that because Joey's on the show and you might think it's Eastern time. So. <laughs> oh, I'm football. I, I know the deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's UK time and it's fractional odds. Oh, <laughs> that's where you might lose me a bit. <laughs> so it's Avispa Fukuoka against Shimizu S Pulse. Um, and Fukuoka really surprised basically everyone with their performances after being promoted from the J2 League. Um, into the J1 league this season. They're currently eighth in a 20-team league uh, after 30 games with 46 points, while Shimizu are in 15th place with only 29 points. Um, Avispa have been really solid at home this season, 28 of their points from 15 home games, and Shimizu only have 15 points from their road games. The thing that I really like about this pick and, and why I think this pick is now a banker is form-wise, Fukuoka are behind only top of the table, Kawasaki Frontale in the five-game form table. They have just been brilliant recently. 13 points from the last five matches, scoring 11 goals, conceding only once, which is amazing for a team that's new to the division. Shimizu's form, a lot less impressive. Only four points. They've scored four times. They've conceded 10. That's that minus six goal difference there across the five games. Earlier in the season, the sides drew two each. Um, the game was played at Shimizu Stadium. Now, a Fukuoka win here is six to four, which I think represents huge value in itself. However, for my banker bet, I'm going to take the double chance on a home win or a draw. So a Vispa Fukuoka or draw, which you'll get at two to five. Now, they've only lost once in their last 11 matches. I don't think their next loss is going to come against Shimizu S Pulse at home. So two to five. For the home win draw double chance. He only uh, conceded they've only conceded one goal in that five game stretch. <laughs> I know I said that. I know I, I know I just went on to have a look at it there. And uh, my other fun as Vipa Fukuoka fact is um their main striker, uh, Delgado, is an ex hearts player. Yeah. It's incredible. The people you find popping up or popping out of the, the J League oh, yes. um, is is wonderful. Well, that destruction of Sagan Tosu is enough for me to take them at any point. You know, 3-0 is comfortable and Shimsu are worse or Correct. about the same as about you know, the Sagan, same. Sagan Tosu. So let's just do another 3-0. Maybe maybe this time they could score a couple more before half time. Put it to bed I mean, early. I, I would say if you know, if people are listening to this, the six to four for a home win is huge. It's just for the purposes of picking a banker bet, and I think this game's absolutely safe that they do not lose. But the six to four is a great bet as well. Yeah, good. Well, I'm taking us to more familiar shores um, for this one, and for my banker pick, I'm going to take PSG away at wrong. Now, what undid me, I think, last week was Champions League football, and this week. I think Champions League football is going to do me really well. And the reason I say that is uh, if anyone watched PSG's performance against Man City midweek, they looked good. And they looked like they, they've, they've kind of come on to something. Messi settled in, he's got his first goal. Hopefully the first of many for PSG. But the main thing I like about this is PSG get two extra days rest than ahead of Wrong. Wrong have to play tomorrow night Uh and in Holland at Vitesse. So they're away to Vitesse. PSG will be back now. They'll be resting. They've got two days. You give me two days rest ahead of another team, you know, and I will always take it, especially when it comes to the calibre of PSG. They both haven't had very far away trips. I'll give you that, you know, at Holland, not, not, not difficult to get to, to be honest. However, I really like PSG in this spot. 
their history against Rome is what's making this price larger as well. They have struggled against them in the past with one each draws and various different bits, but I think they're clicking into gear now. And can see PSG winning this one comfortably. You'll get them at three to five or six to eleven here, which is quite a big banker price. Um, but you 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 line up that front three against uh, a team that's a bit knackered and they're not going to do well. So PSG away from home against Rome, six to eleven. I like it. Um, I mean, I'm not. You know, in the domestic league, there's very there's going to be very few times that. I think anyone argues with a PSG selection. Yeah, it's they're generally one to seven though, so like yeah. let's get them at good odds for once. So six to eleven, huge, absolutely yeah. massive. Joey, what have you got as your your banker pick for the weekend? What's what's going to really steady the ship for you? Get you off to a winning start. Uh, there's a little bit of hoodoo around this, uh, but I'm going to bring it even closer to home for you guys. Uh, to the EPL, I've got Manchester United versus Everton here. On Saturday, I'm going to kick things off nice and early. Um, I like over one and a half goals. Nothing nothing crazy. Really nothing crazy. Um, But I don't don't know. United's defense just doesn't seem to really have settled yet. Um, They've conceded in seven of nine games so far this season. Um, They've seen both teams to score. Um, They're averaging three goals a match at home versus two match two per match away. Um, Everton are averaging 3.3 goals per match at home versus three away. Um, I, I don't know. They United have the firepower, obviously, with Ronaldo and Bruno and Jaden Sancho and Marcus Greenwood or Mason Greenwood. Mason sorry. Greenwood, yeah. Um, so they could easily score two goals themselves. I mean, Everton are going to be missing Richarlison. And they might be getting DCL back, Dominic yeah. Calvert-Lewin, um, which I think only furthers this. It kind of helps the case. Um, he's kind of kind of a potent striker. Um, granted, coming off of an injury could be some – give him some time to readjust, but I think Everton are more than capable of uh, kind of pegging this back. The, uh, the one blemish on their last five games um, was right after Richarlison got injured. Um, so they had DCL and Richarlison out and they lost three, nothing away to Villa. I mean, you're playing with pretty much a pretty changed sub in terms yeah. of attacking ability. But the interesting part is they didn't really lose the XG battle by that much. It was mm-hmm. 0.97 to 0.9. So even though they lost three, nothing, I mean, they were still creating plenty of chances mm-hmm. and that's with Solomon Rondon <laughs> As your main striker, as your main I mean, striker. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's not Talk great. Pass. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It, this this seems like a nice, easy one. I re- I really didn't want to overthink it. There were probably maybe two or three bankers that I probably could have thrown in there just to kind of get slightly better odds, or maybe throw in a John Walker special of uh, one to five. <laughs> uh, but over you know, over zero point five goal kicks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but no, as a United supporter, I'm absolutely buzzing about that, uh, two, one win in the, uh, champions league just now. Yeah. And come I from behind the, uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, yeah, they're it's not good t- really quite there defensively. It's, no. it's just bad. Villarreal were just tearing them apart on the counterattack. Um, Everton have some pacey wingers. I, I, I didn't want to overthink it. Manchester United over one and a half. I think I think you'll get this in the first half. I think yeah, it's both teams love both scoring and conceding goals. Especially, I mean, Everton played that cup game against QPR a couple of nights ago or a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, and it was it was two each at full time, and that's you know QPR's front line contains Lyndon Dykes, the Scotland striker, who's not been fantastic. <laughs> so, like, if he can if he can get about it, I'm I'm willing to, willing to bet that Ronaldo's got a better chance. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great pick, and at, and at one to four, that's a good price. Yeah, one to four, two at seven. Um, oh, at, three six at, five. Yeah, three six five just now, which is even better, even better as a that's price. So. Big, yeah, I I was genuinely surprised that it was that high. Yeah, no, I like it. Like the pick a lot, and three solid bankers hopefully get us off to a winning start for the weekend. 
on to the value picks where we try and find something um probably usually around even money that we that we think has a good shot of coming in slightly higher than 50% shot um and i'm in the japanese j1 league again sunday at 8am uk time this time and it's an oita game once again so it's no surprise i'll be backing whoever the hell they're playing and this week it's Serezo Osaka, who I actually um, backed to lose last week and they, and they obliged and lost. And this week I'll be backing them to win away at Oita and you'll get them at 11 to 10. Um, so Oita are just a really poor team. They're really struggling. They're second last in the J, in the J League, only two points ahead of bottom place, Yokohama FC. They get 21 points from 30 games, scored 20 goals, but conceded 48. So over double what they're scoring. Uh, Serezo Zaka are in 11th spot and they are the absolute definition of mid-table. They have 39 points from 31 games. They've scored 40. They've conceded 41. Like They're a bang average team in this league. But the interesting thing form-wise is Serezo Zaka's results away from home. So not their overall form, which is patchy, but they're away from home form. Their last five away games have been four wins and one loss. So Zaka also won this fixture the last five times it's been played by a combined scoreline of 7-0. So they've got form um, away from home recently. They've got form recently in beating Oita. They haven't conceded a goal to them in the last five games. Um, Oita actually haven't scored against Ozaka in the last six head-to-heads dating back oh. to 2019. So over even money, 11-10 for a Serezo Ozaka win here represents plenty of value in my eyes. Definitely enough for a, you know, a decent single on it. Yeah, I was having a look at that pick earlier on. The only weird result they got was I think you'd back them at beat Shonen one week, uh, lose to Shonen one week, and they, they beat them in a total freak result. The rest of them have been draws and losses, and the draws have come with absolute crap. Like they've been yeah. playing against other teams that you'd religiously back against. So yeah. it's a good it's a good pick in there. I mean, the, the Shonen game is one of those ones that, that Joey was mentioning a second ago about you know the ex goals battle. Yeah, and just. Having a weird everything you touch turns to gold for one game. Yeah. And you get you get a freak three 0 scoreline, um, but it doesn't happen very often for Oita and Serezo and Zaka should should be able to roll them over quite easily here. Yeah, I, I like that. Well, I am gonna for our value trip. I'm gonna start me and Joey's trip to Turkey this weekend. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna start that with uh, the value pick in my section is Gustepe versus Gersunyaspor. Now. Uh, these are two teams that you would not have heard me back in in the previous weeks or anything, or even last year. You know, I generally stuck to Fenerbahce or Galatasaray or, or one of the better known teams in Turkey. However, this is a battle for 18th versus 19th. The reason that I think this is value is that 18th place has scored seven goals and conceded 11. 19th place has scored two goals and conceded nine. Now, if you look at that to start with, you think, right, well, maybe you don't have much to go on there. Gestepe have lost the teams that are right at the top of the table. They lost 2-1 to Galatasaray after taking the lead. They lost um, to Hatchaspor 2-0 and they lost to Alte 2-1. Now, Alte are the surprise team in the Turkish League this year, um, being third position after getting promo- after you know been doing nothing for a few years. They're, they're now doing decent. They're in one point behind Fenerbahce and Trabzonspor, more familiar names. Um Gersunspor haven't been doing as well and they haven't been doing as well because the results they've had have been against teams right down the bottom Alanyaspor um, Konyaspor they, they just haven't been doing very well in their last in their last 12 games they've played they have drawn 3 lost 9 like they've been doing very very poorly they're not having a good run of it whereas Gestepe have been doing pretty decent you know the, the in comparison to some of their rivals here. So I am going to take Gestepe to beat Gersunspor. They are 10 to 11. You can get the best price at. And I know it looks like 18th versus 19th, but I think that is a slightly rude comparison considering it's five points versus two. You know, <laughs> Gestepe have got a win this season. Gersunspor hopefully will not have one after this weekend. So 10 to 11. Yeah, I, I was definitely kind of looking at that one. It's that sort of both to score, maybe over one and a half, kind of sneak that in as a banker. Sneak that in, but, yeah. But no, that's. I think you've got that spot on. Well, we'll, we'll hope so. We'll be back next week to talk about them anyway, so you'll be able to go with that. <laughs> um, so what have you got for us, Joey? What's, what's your bank? What's your value this week? 
So for my value, I'm going to take a trip to Belgium, uh, kind of close, with Antwerp hosting Ghent. Um, we've got Antwerp sitting in fourth place, scoring 19 goals, conceding 13, sitting on 17 points. Whereas Ghent is 13th place uh, with 11 points, scoring 16 and conceding 12. A lot of this is going to be based on historical head-to-head and uh, some home versus away splits. Um, but ultimately, I mean, form just has to be the deciding factor here. Uh, Antwerp's at top of the five-game form table with 13 points, uh, scoring 11, conceding six. Whereas Ghent sit on seven points, scoring 11, conceding seven. Um, Antwerp actually, though, have been unbeaten since their little hiccup in the beginning of the season where they lost their first two games, racking up five wins and two draws. Um, they've also got the top scorer in the league, Michael Frey. And I mean, this guy's just kind of an animal. He's, uh, he's, he's starting to reach that Holland level. I'm not going to, you're not going to tip him to be the next Holland, you know, but, uh, but he's picked up, he's scored 11 goals in nine games, including five goals away to standard Liège, which granted they're, they're not the standard Liège of old, but I you mean, know, there's, they're still, they're still a team old. you recognize, you know, it's not, it's not some guys playing in a park, you know, five yeah. two. he single-handedly won that five, two. I mean, it's, it's mad. He's only scorer. He scored in seven of nine total and three of four at home right now. He's even money. That's, Kind of a little side thing if you want a little flutter, but I I mean, that just seems like free money, in my opinion. But we like not, that. That's not we the, we uh, like free money. Big fans. Not the tip, <laughs> not the tip though. Um, I was actually looking at this possibly as my charity. Um, or, yeah, we'll just leave it at charity. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I was looking at this for both to score, actually. Um, just because... Antwerp has seen both to score in six, five of the or four of the last five in the league, three of their last four in, at home. Uh, Gent has seen both to score in four or five as well. It's hit in six of the ten times these sides have met recently, and four of the five times Antwerp has hosted. I mean, this seems like it's going to be both to score. Um, however, I just don't trust Gent's away form. They've been kind of dodgy Uh, in the league. They've got, let's see, what was it? 11 points. Guess how many they picked up at home. I'm going to go with, you've you've set it up for seven, maybe eight? 10 of 11. Wow. Okay. Substantial. 10 of 11 points at home. Um, Away from home. I don't know what's, what's going wrong with them, but. I mean, even in the Europa League, they're not blowing out teams that they should be blowing out. They're winning 1-0. Granted, there's probably a little bit of rotation there, but in the league, really? Um, They've conceded five while only scoring two goals. uh, They're facing top of the home form form table. Um, Or no, they are top of the home form table. Ten points, scoring 14, conceding seven. Uh, most notably, a six-one win against Bruges. Um, but it's a good, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good pick in there. Both of them are playing midweek, uh, so both of them are playing. Uh, obviously, Antwerp are playing uh, against Frankfurt uh, tomorrow night, uh, but so are Ghent. Ghent are playing against Flora, uh, so they both get European ties. Uh, games like that are games where teams are tired as well lead to goals for sloppy defending because attackers still put the ball in the net defenders have given miles more to track so I think it's a, a, a decent pick in there so what are you getting at what's the what's yeah so it's a little dicey with the uh, I tried to go fractional odds for you guys to make it a little easier that's okay you you go decimal we're, we're able you go to decimal yeah, yeah we, we, we'll transfer it across but so I really liked uh, the minus 0.25 handicap Asian okay handicap. A- Asian handicap um, and so that's kind of why it falls into the value section um they've got it at 27 over 20 um, okay okay so yeah almost 64 uh, I think I saw it at 23 over basically 2.3 um, yep. mm-hmm. on bet 365 um what I like about that versus like the draw no bet is because you get the draw no bet um just shy of evens I mm-hmm. think it was 19 19 to 20 or something like that nine to ten kind of in that range. Um, mm-hmm. 
but from my understanding with the Asian handicaps, say they draw, obviously if they lose, it loses. Um, but they draw it, cuts the drug, cuts the bet in half, and then yeah. just multiplies that by the initial after uh, stake. Um, yeah. So given that it's a plus money, essentially two point three, um, you're getting five times. Say you're betting ten bucks on it, you're getting five times two point three. So you still make out with that extra five times point three. Mm-hmm. At least if I did my math right. We'll, we'll like trust it. you, Joey. We'll trust like you. It. We're not. We're not big Asian I, handicap betters over here. I, 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 I just kind of looking into it, but no. Versus like the draw no bet where you're say yeah you're getting your 10, 10 back, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you, you like that bit, bit of ex, bit of extra spice in there, and the fact that I think I like about it as well that your bet is basically two layers to it. You're like, well, if you draw, you still get something back. You don't go away with nothing. So yeah, I, I like I like it in there, and uh, I mean. And Ghent have not been good away from home. They lost to recently promoted teams and various different bits. So, yeah, let's 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 hope it comes in. Granted, they had, they did have a goal chopped off in their last loss, so it could have been a one-one draw. But it's yeah, it, none of it makes sense. It, they also missed a penalty in that game, but they still missed it. So that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, Antwerp should be slightly favoured. I, yeah. I get it. It's a pick them. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. On to the outsider picks where we try and find something that the bookies have priced up as an underdog and we think has a decent chance of coming in I hit mine last week in japan staying in japan for this week sunday at 7 a.m in the j1 league kobe versus the urawa red diamonds and i'll take an away win for urawa at odds of two to one which is which i think is is too big um for the actual likelihood of it happening kobe are good urawa are good there's, there's no denying these, these are two good teams playing against each other. They're <clears throat> almost exactly the same in the league. They're tied on 54 points from 30 matches. They're fourth and fifth in the table, respectively, by virtue of goal difference. I like the Red Diamonds here for two reasons, form and price. So Uruwa have taken 13 points from their last five games. Colby have only taken seven, so the form favours the Red Diamonds just now. And I can't help but feel part of this is probably down to Kobe losing their main goal threat, Kyogo Furuhashi, to Celtic back in July. To emphasise how important he was for them as a goal-scoring threat, he still sits second in the J-League's top scorer's table. One goal behind first place. Wow. He hasn't played since July in that league. He's scored 15, 15 goals up to then. So it's it's no wonder for me that, that Kobe can sometimes struggle um, to create chances. Recent head-to-head results have also gone the way of Urawa. The last four meetings of the sides have been three Urawa wins and one draw. So bearing all that in mind, two to one is too big a price for me on two teams that are pretty evenly matched and one that maybe isn't quite as potent as it used to be. So I'll take, I'll take the away win at the big price on the form team. Urawa Red Diamonds, two to one. Now, anytime you pick Urawa Red Diamonds, I reference the fact that Urawa Red Diamonds are a team that can just pull things out of the hat. So I really hope that this is the week that they want to do it. Now, did, was there not a time period where you backed the Urawa Red Diamonds to lose the one, to draw the one, to win the lost in a three-week period? So that's uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, they were they were very frustrating because they could beat the best teams in the league. And then the next week, go to the second bottom of the table team that haven't scored in weeks and get turned over 3-0. Yeah. But they're not like that anymore. They've been very solid this season. They're right up there, um, you know, tied fourth in the league behind okay. three very, very good teams. So it's going to be a hard game. It's two very good teams playing against each other. But for the big price on offer and the fact that form favours them and recent head-to-heads favour them, I think you'd be mad looking at this game and backing Kobe. Yeah. I, I don't no. know who's doing that at around even money. That's the people who, people who know three Japanese teams. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Only, only thing I'll add on that is uh, Kobe just played Kawasaki Frontal uh, today. Podcast this morning, they were yep. up one 0 at halftime. Ended up losing three 0 I now that that's a very interesting thing because I was looking at that this morning, and if you look at Kawasaki's games, they don't score in the first half recently, almost ever. So I was actually contemplating what about. Kobe to be leading halftime, Kawasaki to win the game. And my God, they went and did it. I didn't back it, but that's maybe something to look out for for Kawasaki front tail game. Yeah, a bit of an aside there. Spicy. 
Yeah, that would have been very <laughs> spicy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was look. I was looking at Kawasaki uh, on the one one X two um, right at halftime in the double chance. I mean, double chance was actually hanging around evens. I mean, it's like wow. really, really okay. I wish I'd seen that. I, I, I was going to been all over it. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, always post. Um, I, now I know. Now you know. Now you know. You yep, that's it. Um, so, um, for our, our outsider, my outsider this week, I had a couple of games that were wouldn't officially have been classed as outsiders. They were just a really good price, so I had to go with a purebred outsider in this one. Uh, and I'm taking Bologna at home to Lazio. Now, Lazio are above them in the league. Uh, Lazio are in 11 points, Bologna are in 8 points and they're actually um, only separated by the 3 but in the Italian league it's been so close this season that that's 6th to 11th so you know there's obviously not that many games been played, we're only 6 games in but yeah Bologna at home are are, are, are pretty decent, they have, they're 6th in the, the form table for home they've played 3 home games, they've got 7 points from them which is pretty decent Lazio away They've played their their three games. They've got four points from them, scored four, conceded four. So they've not been they've not been firing all cylinders. Bologna have beaten Lazio in this exact spot before. The last time they played in February, they won the game two 0 against Lazio. Um, they're finding a bit of form at the moment. They obviously have uh, someone we're very familiar with, Andy, up front uh, playing from them just now. Um, in the in Milovic, is that his name? I, I'm trying to remember if I've I've got the correct guy now. This this would be this would be the um, Arnautovic. Sorry, not Milovic. It's um, Arnautovic playing up top. Um, they were they were unlucky not to win their last game. They drew two each with Ge- uh, they drew two each with Genoa in there, and they conceded a they conceded an 89th minute penalty, and then got someone not on the pitch sent off. That was Milovic. That's where I was getting it. That's where I was getting it from. So. I like I like Bologna in this spot. They've, they've been pretty good at home. Obviously, um, they haven't played anyone of the caliber of Lazio, and when they have played the teams of the caliber of Lazio, they've lost heavily when they've been playing away. This is the first time they've had to play a top team at home, and I can see them getting a result here. If you look at the two, the last two times they've played at home uh, against Lazio, it's been two 0 and two each, so they don't get rolled over by them. It's a it's a tight game, and at eleven to five, I fancy them. And now this is the final key point I will give you. Lazio have got to play mid, uh, midweek against Lotomotive Motsko. What are Bologna doing? They're at training resting. So <laughs> I'm going to take them a knackered Lazio to play against uh, Bologna and lose 11-5. Bold. It's very bold going against Lazio. But hey, your prerogative, your pick. So I'm just uh, I, I've I've been done by them before. So I would I would rather I would rather be on the right side of a doing. <laughs> Joey, what have you got in the outsider column? So in the outsider column here, I'm going to join Gordon in Turkey with uh, Yeni Malatyaspor yep. facing off against Hatyaspor. Um, I like Yeni, or not Yeni, um, Hatyaspor plus both to score at 3.75. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a little speculative. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for any both to score line. Um to be fair, um, in my defense, um, anytime you can wrap them both up together for spicy, spicy odds like that. Yeah. I'm all on board. Again, yeah. Um, so the interesting part with this, uh, is most of the meetings they've met 10 times before. Most of them have been in lower divisions in the second and third divisions of Turkey. Yeah. Um, where overall Yeni has won six of 10. Um, but five of those were back in the day. Um, like proper back in the day, proper back, well, uh, relatively back in 09 to 2014. Um, okay. so not quite, back in the day for me, maybe recent for me back in the day for you and Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, they, um, had to sport just came off a loss at home to Fenerbahce. We were leading the league. I, I don't think there's any shame in that, no. but last season in their first season coming up, they were fifth in the league. Um, right now, they're fifth in the league. Uh, whereas Yeni are 17th. Um, Hati Spore have scored 14 goals and only conceded six, two of which were to Fenerbahce. Um, whereas Yeni's, Yeni's uh, scored seven and 
conceded 15, I think. I forgot to write the rest of that down. No, um, they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've got inverse records. It's it's if their last five games, Hatchesport have won four, lost one. Yeni have lost four, won one, and the one they won was their fifth game back. So they lost last four in a row, and they've lost. They lost to good teams, they've lost to bad teams, they've lost to everyone in between. But they do score goals in those games. <laughs> um, so I see where Joey's coming from here. I, it's a, it's a good pick. I looked at Hatchespor as one of my picks this week. This is why I Did know you? this. So you're, <laughs> you're already backing this up, um, um, and and you like the both teams to score added aspect of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm so glad uh, I've got someone on my side for this one. Um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, they're just so free scoring. They've got three guys with three plus goals this season, two of which were signings this summer. Okay. Um, whereas they've had five plus guys that they've signed this summer start every single game this mat or this season. Um, that to me says that they're signing players with intention. Um, it's. It could go somewhat dicey where it's maybe like a one nil, two nil to Hatia Sport just because Yenny are kind of unpredictable. They'll they'll get a zero nil loss to Siva Sport, but then lose three four to Karagamruk. Yeah, um, that was an odd one. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd like to think they're a little bit better than that nil one or nil one it suggests. Um, and. Looking back at the uh, the historical head-to-head, um, they both saw both the score in both of the matches last season with Yenny picking up the odd win um, away from home. So I, I think 1-1 is pretty likely, and then I, I like Hatiaspor to go on and uh, grab a winner. Excellent. The odds of 2.75 to 1, that's, that's okay. Um, doesn't need to come, doesn't need to come in that often to break, a, you know, to break even and make a profit on that, so... As a pick, I like it. Three, three solid outsiders. It's um, just just to round off uh, Joey's pick there as well. Um, it's Mama Juf, who's their top striker, Hatchesport, ex Man United and Stoke. So, uh, I, I mean, he, he went Man United, Blackburn, Hanover, Stoke. That's a shit transition, isn't it? I'm glad he's in uh, Turkey now. Like, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely less than ideal, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Hatchesport on the rise. He. Uh... Gotta show some love to the uh the oh, no. teams. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. <laughs> That's the main picks from this week's podcast. Now on to the charity treble. Uh, ten pound of our own money, a selection from each of us. Any returns from the bet goes to a charity of our choosing. Um my game, I don't know where it comes in the chronicle order of things, but I'll start us off at maybe the last leg. Sunday at 7 a.m. in Japan in the J1 League, Hiroshima versus Nagoya. Um, third place Nagoya who have been brilliant against mid-table 10th place Hiroshima Nagoya are just better they're higher in the table they're better in the form table they've won the last two meetings between the sides albeit they were home games for Nagoya at the time Nagoya's last 12 games they've been 12 wins and a draw Eh, sorry Nagoya's last 12 games 10 wins two draws you know they've not they've not they're not losing games Mm-hmm. Um, I fancy them to win this game and they could easily have been my outsider to do that because you'll get them at 2-1 to one, so that's huge but for the charity bet I'll take the double chance option lock in that insurance to the draw for a team that, that don't lose and are just better than Hiroshima so double chance option of Nagoya or draw and the odds um, and the odds you'll get there I think are 6-11 to 11. Mm-hmm. so that's pretty decent decent for a charity pick I will uh, finish off my enjoyed trip to Turkey um, this week and I'm going to take Galatasaray away at Rizespor this game will probably be the last because it's a Sunday one um, Rizespor are absolutely awful uh, Galatasaray are mid-table Rizespor have picked up one point from their first seven games they've scored four goals and conceded 16 I shouldn't need to tell you anything about Galatasaray after that uh, any team can beat this mob um, and I fancy Galatasaray to do that Galatasaray have got um Galatasaray have got a midweek game to play, but I don't think that's going to stand in the way of them here. And you'll get them at what I consider the rather spicy odds of five to seven. So yeah, Joey, what are you rounding off the charity bet for us with? So I'm going to take a trip to Austria here. Nice. Uh, kind of switch up a bit. Um, I like Reed versus Klagenfurt. Um, I like both teams to score. Nothing special. Um, 
just pulling up the uh, odds here. No problem. Uh, yeah, in the five-game form table, both sides are separated by two points um, and a plus-five goal differential in uh, in clogging for its favor. But I think a lot of that comes down to uh, Reed's away form, actually, um, where they've had a minus-11 goal differential. Versus not, not pretty. Plus, it's, uh, it's, it's not ideal, for sure. Um, but they've seen both to score in... Let's see. If it's if it's plenty of both teams to score in the last in the last four games they've played have been both teams to score for Reed and the same with Clagan for there's been the last four out of the last five games have been both teams to score so this has both teams to score written all over it. Yeah, hey, that's good I, enough for me. If you're if you're both yeah. saying if you're both saying that's the pick. Yeah, no, the thing for me, both uh, both meetings at Reed last season, or back in 2019, actually, uh, both to score, Cloggenfurt win 1-3. Um, yeah, I don't know, both to score, nothing crazy. Excellent. And you'll get that at 4-6 to six, um, on the uh, UK fractional prices, which means a treble, £10, will return somewhere between 40 and 50 it's me it's putting uh, so, on this week since I embarrassed the charity bet last week, which is uh, yeah, by my by my team's just deciding to have a fucking fight instead of a football match. Hey, uh, mine didn't yeah. mine didn't win either. Yeah. So ho- hopefully the two of us can reverse our form and uh Joey's both teams the score shout comes in as well. And we've got forty odd quid for a charity next weekend. Thanks very much, guys. The picks there, wow, we took we took everyone even more around the world than normal, it felt. Yeah, I would guess so. It's 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 certainly nicer climbs than Chris's picking, which is generally Paisley and the Scottish um, Second Division. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've got we've got we've gotten more exotic with this week's picks, but as a result, um, probably you know unless you're you're used to these teams and leagues, reasonably difficult to follow, which is why we produce a cheat sheet that you can find in our Patreon. Um, so if you Download the Patreon app for your phone or go to www.patreon.com forward slash trample bet. Um, search, for, search for our podcast, search for trample bet, uh, sign up to be a member of the trample bet club, and you will get access to that cheat sheet with all the picks written down in a handy, easy to read, easy to access format. You also get this, um, this podcast as an early release. Gordon, are you able to? release this almost now so it's available at midnight this evening that's uh, it will go out at midnight this evening so uh yeah for for all your if you're thinking about watching japanese games in six hours you might have you may have something to do in between now and then so all the all the patrons will get it as a video file um you also get extra content podcasts and extra content cheat sheets as well so uh, we had a very good weekend at the Ryder cup there um a lot of bets coming in day one a lot of uh, total bets on the usa and usa handicaps coming in as well and we do content on darts golf baseball horse racing mma a whole lot of other stuff that's only available there um and i would like to say thanks to everyone that supports us on patreon without the the patreon this podcast uh, would struggle to exist so we really do appreciate and a big hello and welcome to matthew um a new patreon member that joined over the weekend joey thanks so much for for joining us this week and for sharing your best picks of the weekend with us. Of course. Thanks guys for having me. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, thank all of you guys. Um, But most importantly, the the one host who isn't here, which I'm actually a little upset about uh, John Walker. Um, (laughs) I started following the trampled bet probably a year and a half ago. Um, But it was John who got me into a-League football at 2 a.m. American <laughs> time. Um, being a greenskeeper, I happen to be up at the butt crack of dawn. Um, so naturally, I'm like, ah, why, why not just wake up an hour earlier, catch the first half of uh, some A-League footy, and then go into work. Um, and with so no, John's I, bets. I, I love the podcast. Yeah. Oh, thanks, uh, man. But with John's bets last year, a lot of them were both teams to score in the first half. So you didn't even need to catch the second half before you went to work. Exactly. And that was the best part. I mean, the goals just did not stop coming. Well, at least until the end of the season. But yeah, when, when nothing happened for like four weeks. Yeah. Oh, no, it was good. I mean, great to have you on, Joy. And uh, we'll obviously see you next week for the uh, for the roundup. Uh, for, our for, the, for the recap of four winning picks yeah, from Mr. Definitely. Chris Lenzak. 
Hey, as long as I get the banker and the charity, I, I'll call that a win. You'll call it even from there. <laughs> well, cheers, guys. Uh, that's the podcast for this week. Have a good weekend, everyone. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.